Blog Talk Radio. Well, hold on one second, people. We're having technical difficulties. It said that the show started, but it had not. But here we go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to And welcome back to Wager Vision. I am still bathing in arrogance. I am uh, just sitting here. I feel like I'm floating above the clouds hearing it. But went four and one on my Wager Vision picks last week. Hit another three team parlay for two hundred dollars to equal a thousand dollar payout. Up on the year four thousand four hundred dollars. Feeling good. Ready to give up my pick this week, but I didn't do good in the NFL. My pick five in the contest. I won a total of one and four in that. It was a real stinker. As always, welcome in Cameron. What's happening, bud? Boomer, it wouldn't be Wager Vision Podcast without technical difficulties and you bragging about your college football <laughs> picks. But congratulations, <laughs> you're on a heater right now. So I, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone to. Uh, you know, fade you at this point, but uh, happy to be on and can't wait to talk about some picks for this week. Yeah, so uh, Saturday was awesome, went undefeated. In my real gambling, I was on fire as well. I hit, I think I sent you the picture, maybe I didn't. I had a nice four teamer and uh, that I added to that three teamer and hit that. And I was just living large. I tweeted out a lot about how on fire I was, and it all backfired on me on Sunday. Good thing I didn't bet big on the NFL because I never do because NFL is so unpredictable. So it didn't cancel me out too bad, but it was it was uh, it was a bad Sunday, that's for sure. Um, how did it how did it work out for you? Well, it sounds like you jinxed, your, jinxed yourself. I never brag about the success you're having during a Saturday <laughs> or a Sunday. Until the weekend is over, because it it can shift on a dime. I had an okay week. I went two and three. Uh, I lost my best bet with my teaser. I had the Eagles down to minus one. They lost the game outright to uh, the Cowboys. I teased the Seahawks up to 17. Didn't even need the extra six points. Uh, they they covered the spread 36 to 30. Uh, excuse me, 31 to 36. I also took Seattle just plus 10 by themselves. Lost with Detroit. They couldn't maintain contact in Chicago. Panthers-Steelers, I took the under. That game was a blowout. Fireworks, touchdowns left and right. 49ers lost in primetime. But my proudest pick, and I don't know if there's something here, my last pick of the show always seems to be a good one, and you always seem to tell me I'm crazy. I told you to take the Browns. The last thing you said on the show was like, oh, you're sick, man. You're crazy. They won the game outright. Just saying. But I I, I rounded up the week two and three, so I won't brag too much because yeah. uh, you know, not a whole lot to brag about there. Yeah, you were you were right on that one, and I was definitely wrong. Um, I just figured Greg Williams would never be able to put a real. Actually, you know what? His offense still wasn't that great. Nick Chubb just went off, is what that basically was. I mean, Baker only threw twenty passes. You know. Duke Johnson Jr. had a good game. 
Nick Chubb had an excellent game. But that says a lot about what the Falcons are on defense, and I think they're probably screwed on making the playoffs anymore. But, as always, with your $500 pick for the week, big guy. Sure, let's do it. This one's actually uh, in the Thursday night game tomorrow night. Green Bay at Seattle. Seattle is two and a half at home with extra juice. And the total is 49. The money in this game is split about evenly, depending on which site you're looking at. Now, I like the home team here for a couple of reasons. The Packers are 4-4-1, and and the Seahawks are 4-5. and So both of these teams find themselves on the outside looking in. And the bottom line here is Green Bay is just a crappy team on the road. They have zero road wins all year. Uh, they played the Redskins, the Lions, the Rams, the Pats. Couldn't find a win in any of those games. You've got Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how Mike McCarthy keeps his job year in and year out. They always uh, come up short. They've got one Super Bowl in this McCarthy-Aaron Rodgers era. I don't get it. And they did pick up a nice win versus Miami last week. On the other side of the field, Seattle, they've got the strongest home field in football uh, by most accounts. We all know laying less than a field goal in the NFL is so key when you've got that home favorite of less than three. <clears throat> so the other stat that I'm looking at here is for Seattle. On Thursday night, I don't know why. The Seahawks just love this spot. They're 7-1 and one straight up in their last eight, 7-0-1 oh, against the spread. They've been money, Seattle, in these Thursday night spots under Pete Carroll. And so I think they're going to get the job done. Now, the key for Green Bay, if they want to keep this game competitive, they have to get Aaron Jones, the running back, involved. He exploded last week versus Miami. He had 145 yards and two touchdowns. We know Seattle's running defense is about, you know, middle of the pack, nothing to write home about. So that's going to be the key for them. But at the end of the day, I think Seattle with that raucous crowd in prime time, they've got a great history in this Thursday night spot. I think they win the game and cover the spread and they get the money. Seattle minus two and a half is my $500 pick. What do you think? I, I absolutely agree with you. Actually, Aaron Rodgers has never gone into Seattle and even won there ever in any of the times they've ever played each other, including that NFC championship right. where they had a 13-point lead and blew it. Um, so I'm actually on with you. Uh, so I guess I'm going to have to give out one of my picks early. My $100 pick is what I have for the Seahawks, minus one and a half, not my $500 pick. But that's your $500 pick. But at least we're both on the same side. We got some agreement going here. Uh, so I've already given out my $100 pick for the night. But I'll hop on here. I know Cameron isn't going to have much to say here. But my $500 pick, thing I keep winning in, college football. And Stick honestly, with it. <laughs> this, yep, this pretty much my whole sheet here is has a common theme, and you will see as we go. But to start it off, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, over 72 and a half. Both offenses are dynamic. Both defenses are absolutely garbage as shit. West Virginia absolutely has to win, so they cannot come in there and lay the bed if they want to make it to the Big 12 championship. Because guess who they got next week? West West Virginia, Oklahoma next week, which will be another huge scoring game. Winner automatically into the Big 12 championship. The If West Virginia would lose, then Iowa State would win against Texas uh, this weekend, and Iowa State wins out, then they go. So West, this means a lot for West Virginia here. They cannot lose. 
I think there's going to be a tons of points, just like I said last week. That over-under that I gave out last week with Okie State and Oklahoma went all the way up to 80, and it still went over. And I got it in at 76.5. So if you're listening to this show, go in, get it early, because it's going to go up. That's my $500 pick. Well, look, if you're having a success in college football, and you are, that's that's where you need to put your $500 picks in. And you've been crushing it with these totals. So, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but just keep firing away. 72, that is crazy. I've got a pick in the Rams-Chiefs game. I'm not going to give away just yet. But I like the total in that game. And it's at 63.5, which is the highest in NFL history. And we're looking at this. Uh, 70. Did you get the earlier number? I, I see that it opened up at 70, but either way, this is just insane. I mean, uh, no, <sighs> I put it in today at 72 and a half because last yeah. week when I did it at 76, uh, 76 and a half is what I got it on here. It went all the way up to 81 by game time uh, for that line. So, I mean, you're talking almost five point swing there. And I have a feeling this game is going to do the same. So, I made sure I lost it in early again. Uh, this could, So, if you want the better line, you better do it now because I think it's going to go up near 78-79 is my guess. Now, where are these two teams ranked in terms of college football playoffs? I know they're on the outside looking in. Do either of them have a chance at making that fourth or oh, third yeah, spot? Oh, yeah, Virginia is number nine. Oklahoma State yeah. does not have any shot in hell, but their offense is just really good. Last week they put up 47 against Oklahoma and went for a two-point conversion to win the game and should have got it. The quarterback threw a terrible ball to a pretty wide-open receiver. So they could have upset Oklahoma last week, 48-47, or they could have kicked the extra point. They could have went to overtime, which would have been even more points on the board. So I have a feeling this game is going to be about the exact same. West Virginia's defense is garbage. Oklahoma State's defense is not good. I think it easily goes over the 72-and-a-half. All right, we will certainly see. Should be an exciting game either way. I've got my $400 pick in a game where we should probably see uh, uh, a lot less scoring here in the NFL, Vikings at the Bears, Sunday night football matchup. Bears are two at home, 45 is the total. To me, I think this game is a layup. I, I, I really don't understand this line here. This is big brother versus little brother in the NFC North. I'm going with the Vikings here. Look, I'll admit, I, I was flat out wrong about Mitch Trubisky last week. Boomer, I got to tell you, I think Mitch Trubisky has been listening to the show because I've been clowning on him the past three weeks, and he proved me wrong. I mean, he completed 77% of his passes against the Lions, 355 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He torched the Lions all Sunday. So I think that, you know, he's much better than I I thought. Their offense is opening up a little bit um, under Matt Nagy as far as the play calling and the risks that they're willing to take. But I'm looking at at Chicago. They're 6-3 and three ahead of this matchup versus the Vikings. But a lot of their wins are against teams they should have beaten in the first place, like Arizona, Tampa Bay, the Jets, Buffalo. I mean, these are very winnable games. And in hindsight, those are four of the worst teams in football. So I think Chicago's 6-3 and three record makes them look a little bit better than they really are. And I think ultimately – this is one of the first tests that they've faced. I mean, they're, play, they're playing who I think is the best team in their division, the Vikings. And this game would definitely set, them, uh, set themselves up for success in terms of winning the division. I, I think the moment might be too big for them. I'm going to ride with the Vikings. I'm going to ride with Mike Zimmer. 
the veteran coach and his quarterback, Kirk Cousins. We know Mike Zimmer has been one of the most profitable coaches to bet on blindly against the spread. For whatever reason, the bookmakers just don't give him the respect that he deserves. I think because the better sleep on the Vikings year in and year out. I like Minnesota plus two. I don't think you're going to need the points. They're going to win the game outright. Minnesota plus two for 400 wager vision dollars. What do you think? So I actually, I, I don't have it in any of my bets, so I don't have to give out the bet. But I, I actually completely agree with you. Uh, I've been knocking Mitch Trubisky as well. But once again, like you just stated, it's against teams that aren't any good. Let's just be honest here. Um, they're going to have to start, hopefully, I, I don't know their schedule coming up, but you would think they would start playing some winning teams. But, you know, maybe not, I guess. I don't know. But uh, I think a lot of it is right now is that Matt Nagy kind of took uh, Andy, Andy uh, Reed's playbook, brought it up there with him, did a little bit of uh, altering to it, and – it's making Mitch Trubisky, I think, look better than what he is. All right, I'll give him credit. He had a decent game against a shitty Lions team. Congratulations. But I still don't think he's any good. I think nobody has tape on what Nagy's doing with this offense. Nagy's offense is anything kind of like what Andy Reid's is. It fades towards the end of the year. As we've seen, the Chiefs get knocked out every year with great records in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, it just – for some reason doesn't translate as good in the into the winter um in cold weather because it's it's high pace, high flying action and that's harder to do in cold weather. And once you start getting hit it hurts more. People aren't you know, you're not as excited with the freshness of warm weather. So we'll see how this pans out for the rest of the year. But I completely agree. I think Bikes win this one. They need to win this one. Uh plus two and a half I, I is it two, two and a half, whatever. So like it. I love that they're a dog, period. It's it's a great spot for the Vikings coming off a of bye as well. Yep, complete agreement. And the other thing you'd want to consider is, of course, taking the Vikings in a teaser, moving them up to eight, because you always want to go through three and seven when you tease. And I, I, either way, I, I don't think the Vikings – I don't see a situation where they get blown out or lose contact. I think they're going to win the game outright. And – Honestly, I think the fact that the Vikings blew that game against the Bills earlier in the year makes me more confident that they're going to show up and they're not going to consider anything a look-ahead look spot, even if they believe they're better than the team they're facing. So, yep, I love the Vikings here. So why don't you go ahead and give your $400 pick? So coming in with college basketball, had to go and look up this line uh, because it wasn't out yet. You know, that's one thing I hate. Like, once we start doing this and it's it's basketball season only, it's really hard to get future bets out uh, on this because you never know if the line is exactly what they're predicting it's going to be because they don't give it out like football does. But college basketball, my Iowa Hawkeyes versus the number four team in the nation, Oregon Ducks, at Madison Square, Square Arena. The Iowa is a – run all day team. It doesn't play great defense. The over under coming out is one fifty two. I am all over this over in basketball. Every time Iowa plays anybody decent, it is a track meet out there. It is just buckets and I feel like it's gonna be the same. Iowa's actually a pretty seems to be like they're gonna be a pretty decent team. And Oregon is the number fourteen team in the nation who is only open at minus four as well, which I, I might have to hop on that as well. I think they're better than four points better than Iowa. They have Manute Bull's son, Bull Bull. He's a true freshman. He's like seven four, 
you know he's going to be blocking shots. It's going to be crazy. So, but I love the over 152. That's my $400 bet. Yeah, something's fishy about this line. I mean, you've got the number uh, – what did you say Oregon was ranked in the country nationally? Number 14. Number 14. We're on a neutral site in New York, and they're yeah. only laying four. That's strange. Now, I love betting on college basketball. It, it's tricky early, earlier in the year. You know, obviously we have these games that some teams don't, uh, you know, put forth as much effort as as we think they're going to. I mean, is there any reason why we think Oregon would, you know, lay an egg here and not give full effort? Otherwise, this this minus four seems like a home run to me. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why. It's only minus four either. I've had multiple friends text me and be like, seriously, uh, Oregon only minus four. I'm hammering it. I don't get it either. I think Iowa is a solid team, but I don't think they're anywhere near ready to play the number 14 team in the nation. Um, but I, I guess – we will see. I saw the Big Ten's been dominating today. Uh, Michigan played in a rematch of last year's national championship against Villanova and just murdered them by, like, 40 points. Indiana, unranked, played Marquette, but but at Indiana, uh, but played ranked Marquette, number 24, I think, in the nation, and they just ran them out of the gym by, like, 20, 27 points. Uh, so, I don't know. Big Ten maybe is better than what I thought. I thought going this year, Big Ten and basketball is going to be really bad. I was not ranked to be very good, or predicted to be very good even in the Big Ten. So I don't know why it's only minus four. It's kind of it's kind of mind boggling, I guess. I don't get it. Gotcha. Well, we we'll keep an eye on that and see if money comes in on them late for that tip off tomorrow night. I've got my two hundred dollar yeah. pick in college, so I'm just going to jump to that so we can stay on college hoops for now. Okay. Not in the Big Ten. It's in a conference that a lot of people aren't going to be watching, but I do because I went to VCU in the A-10. This is the conference I, I, I try to specialize because there's so many freaking basketball games going on. Wichita State at Davidson. Davidson is minus one at home. Davidson Wildcats, they finished last year 17-15, and 8-10 and 10 in conference. They lost in the tournament. VCU, uh, excuse me, Atlantic 10 tournament semifinals. They lost to Rhode Island. And the preseason poll has them sixth in the conference. They did lose their star forward, Peyton Aldridge, but they retained Kellen Grady, the star sophomore point guard. He should improve on his freshman season. He averaged 18 points per game last year, looked awesome, about three and a half rebounds per game. Wichita State, on the other hand, pretty decent season. They won 25 games, but 90% of their total minutes will be lost players graduating and transfers out of the program. They have, they're relying on nine scholarship players and six, uh, excuse me, they lost nine scholarship players and they're relying on six freshmen and three transfers. So a lot of turnover for Wichita state. I think that's going to be too much for head coach, Greg Marshall to adjust to this early. I like the home team because of that. I like Davidson Wildcats minus one. I think they're going to win the game. That's where my money is. Yeah, so for me, uh, as I kind of told you before as we talked, that I did that year-long gambling thing. So we had to pick teams for uh, all the college basketball, and they're seeded and everything. Uh, so I, I did a lot of studying on college basketball. And one of my favorite things, actually, I do better at the beginning of college basketball because they don't get the lines right, and they're not positive on who's going to be good. Oh. And so the lines are kind of favorable at the beginning of the year, I think. So that's usually when I win. 
I start to struggle when we start getting into like Big Ten tournaments and there's all these upsets and shit's getting crazy. That's when I start. Once it's tournament time, besides March Madness, but like the conference tournaments, there's always crazy shit going on. I start to fall apart then. Uh, but beginning of the year, I'm pretty good. Um, I, I bet. Yeah, so that's far, a that's really a great good. point. I mean, yeah. think about it from a bookmaker's perspective, right? They've got college. Uh, they've got professional football they got to worry about, right? That's the most heavily bet sport. Now they've got NBA, yep. NHL, college hoops. They've got all the conferences. You look at the, the odds board on SBR picks. I mean, it, it's endless. There, there's Some Saturdays there's like 100 college basketball games they have to set lines for. Half of these games they have no idea. They don't know who's power rated higher. They're just basing off some algorithm or they're copying it from another offshore book that posts their lines earlier. But I think you're right. This is the best time to find soft lines that you can take advantage of as a better because the bottom line is the books just don't know on half of these games. So that's, that's what I'm trying to pinpoint here is value early in the basketball season. And a lot of this is like in your Oregon game, finding, finding, uh, you know, strange situations like, you know, neutral site games um, or, or games where a, a team isn't, you know, accustomed to making that travel or anything like that. And so I love it. I love college basketball. I think it's one of the most beatable sports for that very reason. Yeah, like I had Duke tonight. Uh, I bet them big. I bet, and they just murdered whoever. I mean, they were up at one point. I stopped even watching. I just knew it was an easy victory. At one point in the first half, they were up 49-9. to nine. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even <laughs> halftime yet. So, and it was only like 20-some points. So, I was like, oh, that's an easy victory. That's always fun. You don't have to pay attention. Um, but, so, I'll hop up to my $300 bet. I don't know too much about Davis, Davidson or Wichita State. Um, so, I don't have too much to say. I know Wichita State, I mean, they have a great coach. So, they'll probably end up being okay. Um, but, yeah, I don't know anything about that matchup this weekend. Uh, but, for my $300 bet, another over in – college football um utah state has covered i think every single week but one and their games have gone over i think almost every single game but one i don't know why the odds makers don't get these lines better why it hasn't gotten higher but they just put up tons and tons and tons of points they almost upset michigan state the very first game of the year since then they haven't lost they've just been rolling through teams they come this week and they play against Colorado State, who is awful. The over is 68. I'm taking that over for sure. They will probably fly over that over by themselves. Last week, I think they scored like 60 points by themselves. Uh, Colorado State, you know, they'll probably get a touchdown or two in, but I think it flies over that 68. That's my $300 bet. Utah State versus Colorado over 68. I love it. I'm going to go for my $300 pick, NFL again, Dallas Cowboys at Atlanta Falcons. The number is three. I got to be honest, this number doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's a clear case of overreaction to what we most recently saw. These teams are not even. And when the home team is favored by three, that's telling you that the book thinks these teams are about the same. Again, overreaction to Monday Night Football, the Cowboys taking a game back from Philadelphia. The Cowboys are still one of the worst offenses in football. They're averaging just 20 points a game. Atlanta, they can still put up points in bunches. They're averaging a full touchdown better, 27 points per game. And in 2018 NFL, putting up touchdowns is 
really the name of the game here. So I love the advantage I get with Atlanta at home as well, where we know they love to play. Then I'm looking at the injury report here. The Cowboys didn't practice nine different players. And, and these are very important players, like their left tackle, Tyron Smith, very important to their running game and their pass protection. Four defensive linemen uh, did not practice today. Sean Lee, of course, still dealing with those uh, injury issues. Atlanta minus three. I mean, this, this seems like the most clear-cut game on the slate. And I understand that it's hard to bet Atlanta after losing to the Browns, which I called. But I think looking at their whole season in aggregate and the fact that they're a much better offense, I love Atlanta minus three here. I agree that it probably is a little bit of overreaction about, about how both of them played last week. My only thing is with Atlanta, um, I, I, I actually wouldn't say that they're that far apart, really, in team-wise, just because I, Dallas has a by far better defense and a better running game. Nowhere near the passing game. Um, but Atlanta's defense is garbage. They're just injuries all over that defense. Uh, and you know they're not coming back anytime soon. Um, so, for me, if the Cowboys get any kind of run game going with Ezekiel Elliott, I don't see how Atlanta stops it. And for I've noticed he hasn't been great, but as since Dak has gotten Amari Cooper, he has been better. He's I think sometimes he looks too much for Amari Cooper, but, you know, Amari Cooper's averaging like 80 yards a game now with him. Um, he, he's, he's looking for him all the time. One of these games, you know, you would think both of them are going to really break out, maybe against a really bad Atlanta D. Um, for me, I this is almost a stay-away game for me. I, I kind of like Atlanta just because they played so bad, and you know how my theory is that when you play so bad, you bounce back just like the Cowboys did when they got blown up by Tennessee, and then they come back and they beat Philly in Philly. And now Cowboys are on a high, so I think your bet is probably the right bet. My thing is just that Atlanta's D is just so freaking bad. Um, but if they have the possession, I think that's probably how they win. Maybe it's a push. I don't know. Maybe the line will go down because Cowboys always get bet on more than anybody. Maybe I'll wait and see. But I, I agree with you. I like Atlanta minus three because it's at home, and the Cowboys just had a huge win. But their defense just scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But, again, I'm looking at the Cowboys' season – and they've got multiple games where they're scoring only 17 points, 18, 20 points, you know, games like that. That that offense at times looks like it's from the 80s, and the Amari Cooper addition has definitely helped. If anything, I think you got to look for, you know, some kind of prop bet. I don't know where you're uh, placing your wagers, but if they come out with a prop bet for, you know, number of targets for Amari Cooper, number of receptions, I mm-hmm. think you want to go over on that for sure because Falcons' defense is horrible, and you know they're going to try and work him into the offense. Jason Garrett's worried about losing his job. He needs to get this offense improving, so they're going to look for that new acquisition there. So, yeah, I would I would probably add that to my bet slip, too, if your book offers it, Amari Cooper, over, you know, any anything reasonable under, like, six and a half, I would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm rolling with the Falcons there. Why don't you go ahead and give your $200 pick? Yeah, so before I give my $200 bet, we're talking about prop bets, so I just want to say this real quick. Usually, depending on how much I like the Sunday or Monday night games, I usually always play about three people on first to score a touchdown. And I like to take two really long shots, so if they hit, it pays really good. And then I usually take somebody who I really think will 
will actually do it. And so for the first time, I think this is the third game I've done it. Uh, I finally hit it. I had OBJ plus 600. He caught the touchdown, finally won a prop bet, and made all his good. So prop bets like that are fun. I just like taking the, the risk of a little amount of money to, to win a bunch and take a couple guys that it's cool. But so if you have anybody you can do that, it's, I, I always find it to be really fun. My roommate and friends tell me it's sucker bets, but, hey, when it hits, it's, it's, a, it's a cool feeling. But my $200 bet, I'm going with a parlay. Uh, two weeks in a row, I've won three-team three team parlays. Last week, I won a three-team parlay at $200, paid out $1,000. This week, I'm going, I'm going real ballsy. I'm going with a four-teamer. Here are my four teams for the parlay. Case 10-1. to one. Boston College, I don't understand this line at all, is only minus one and a half versus Florida State. I know Florida State's 34-year 30, bowl streak is on the line. If they don't win out, they have to get the six wins to be eligible for a bowl. Could snap, I think, the longest streak in history. Uh, and I, I, I think it's coming to an end. BC, I think, wins. They're minus one and a half at Florida State. Then I got Washington State at, uh, at home versus Arizona. Arizona is they're one of the weirdest teams I've ever seen. They could be the worst team in the country to above average team. that you, They just surprise you one night. Um, but I think this is them traveling to Wazoo is not going to be good for them. Wazoo minus nine and a half at home. I think they beat the crap out of Arizona. Wazoo has a really good defense. They're looking to win, go to have a shot to play off if they can win the Pac-12 and have some stuff in front of them happen. There's, there's always a shot. Um, then, an NFL game, Panthers versus Detroit. Panthers minus four just got blown out by Pittsburgh. I think they bounced back big this week. I know Detroit got beat too, but they're just bad. Panthers are a decent team at least. I think they bounced back this week minus four against Detroit. And then the last but not least, I know he's coming in on this as well because I heard him <laughs> talk about it earlier. I I got him in earlier. You said it's up to 63 and a half. I got it at 62 and a half. Chiefs first Rams, now in L.A. I actually liked it better when it was in Mexico City because the altitude and the defense is wearing down quicker, and then the offense, you know, offenses never get worn down like defenses, and I figured there'd be more points. I think it's going to be close now. Um, it's it's going to be changes and stuff. It kind of scares me a little bit, but I'm still going to go with the over because anytime overs are this high, they hit in the NFL, and it's over 62-and-a-half Chiefs first Rams. That's my 14 parlay. And two of the games on Sunday, two of the games on Saturday. So you have to wait the whole weekend for it to win out if you want to get in on it. Boom. 200 to win 2,000. This might not be shocking to you, but I think I'm on the other side on that total there. Monday Night Football, Chiefs <laughs> at the Rams. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I like the under 63 and a half. Look, I know fans have had this game circled. This is a fantastic matchup and prime time between two elite teams, both 9-1, and one, prolific offenses. It's going to be touchdowns left and right. We all love Patrick Mahomes. We love Sean McVay's offense. I'm going to be rooting for mistakes, incompetence, and a lot of Dustin Colquitt and Johnny Hecker, the punters, because I'm on the under. Look, everyone knows these teams score a lot of points. That's why the bookies move the line to split the action. It's... It, it's not easy to make money betting on sports because of that. This is the highest point total in NFL history. It's very expensive to bet these teams over right now. 
And so I think because of that, there's clear value on the under. Look, in order, in order for you to hit this, they need to score like 65 points. They need to score at least 14 points a quarter, 10 touchdowns. For that to happen in an NFL game, everything has to go right. Everything has to go right. You can't have one long drive that ends in a punt or some kind of fumble. You can't have long extended drives over eight minutes. If that happens one time, this under is going to come in for us. All I need is that one mistake, that one missed field goal, anything, and we're good with this under 63 and a half. I can't wait to watch this game. It's always a sweat bet in the under, especially with two high-powered offenses. I think I've got a right, the right side here. I hate to tell you it's going to break your teaser or your parlay, excuse me. Under is coming in, 63 and a half, Monday Night Football. That's right. I saw you bet under 52 last week, and Pittsburgh itself scored 52. So I'm not too worried about <laughs> your streak on unders. <laughs> Pittsburgh's not in the That's game, man. Bet. That's your $100 no, bet. No, look, right? I mean, uh, yes, sir, $100. All right, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, like you said, it sounds like it's a lot. To me, it doesn't because I watch college football, but it's a totally different game. College football, they score like crazy. Um I just – I don't – in a game like this where they have the over-under so high, the last thing I want to do is root for no points. <laughs> so, it, it also <laughs> makes me not not want to take the under just because of that. Like, I don't want to sit there and watch the game and be upset when they go over and could have just enjoyed the game fully. And I feel like that's what's going to happen to you. You're going to you're gonna be stressing this game in the fourth quarter worrying about the points instead of getting to really enjoy the sweet-ass action that's going to be happening on the field. Look, but that's my style. You know me. You know how I wager. I, I bet on the Bills <laughs> plus 17 versus the Vikings. I really wanted Arizona last week, but I talked myself off the ledge. I love betting these, these sides that no one else wants to take because I think that's where the value is, and I think that's where – Ultimately, you can make money in the long run where the books know everyone is going to be on one side. Everyone is going to want this over because it's exciting and because we're rooting for touchdowns when these teams play. So I'm going to be a little contrarian. I might not even watch it. I might just be peeping the score on my phone every couple of quarters to see how many points they're putting up, but we'll see. There you go. Um, Also, college basketball starting. I read this thing about this, this a couple years ago now. But in college basketball, just going to give out this tip to people. You can go check it. It's, it actually hits a lot. But the point range between 11 and 14 in college basketball, when it's a team like Syracuse playing somebody, you're like, oh, they're way better than them. Why is it only 11 points? It almost always hits that the team that's the dog wins that you think there's no reason to be in it. I read this whole thing about that's the easiest way to fix the game so it's not, uh, it's not noticeable. And it's the easiest way to get get the thing so, you know, people aren't out there looking like they're throwing games like they used to in the early 90s and 80s. And he said, just trust me, anytime there's a, a good game, don't. I mean, obviously don't go betting on Kinesis versus Iona that nobody cares about. That's, that's a different kind of thing. It's got to be games that are somewhat relevant in power schools, stuff like that. But 11 to 14, watch the trend this year. I'm telling you, last year I played it a lot, won a lot on it. 11 to 14 spreads, get them while they're hot. So the idea is that these are games where it's easy to fix and people won't notice because the team that's up uh, favored by 11 it only wins by 7, so who cares? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. 
it's yeah, that's exactly what it uh what it comes down to. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Well, and, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Since I was just going to say, honestly, I, it's more than you think. <laughs> right. I mean, look, I, I think if any sport is fixed, I mean, obviously there have been examples of fixed games in every major sport, but I think unquestionably college basketball is where it happens the most because you have star mm-hmm. athletes being paid nothing, or at least the ones that don't have, you know, shady agents. And, as we said before, sometimes we've got 100 games in one day and people just aren't watching Canisius versus Iona or IUPUI games. So I, that's where you're going to see, you know, games that are rigged. So Yeah, and and it's the easiest sport to do. One player can throw a game. Football is a lot harder. It takes a team effort, really. Oh, speaking of which, did you see LSU guys screw me? I was about to win another four-team parlay <laughs> if LSU scores that touchdown, and he kneels it twice on the inch-yard line when he's going to score. <laughs> and, and even Ed Orgeron is looking at him like, what are you doing? He even makes him run it a third time and almost scores on the third time. I mean, what is that? maybe that guy threw the game. I don't know. Ed Orgeron, I knew, wanted to win by 14 because it makes him look better. And, you know, winning by seven in Arkansas is not a, it's not a good sign. Um and I don't know what that guy was doing, and he threw the game. Boy, that was a bad, bad beat for me. I, I had them by themselves and on a 14 parlay. It was the last thing in the 14 parlay. I was about to win a bunch of money on two 14 parlays in one day, and that kid did that to me. I couldn't believe it. We've had a couple of those this year. I mean, with with more more eyeballs on the betting universe, right? You've got yep. Todd Gurley against the Packers. He could have scored the touchdown and would have pushed it over. The Rams would have covered the spread, the teasers, the parlays, all of that would have come in. Some crazy amount of money was hinged on that decision of Gurley kneeling the football down, making the right football play for his team, right? Giving them the best chance to hold on to the win. But yeah, a lot of people his, were upset. It was the right decision. This guy's decision made no sense because there was no, you know what I mean? Like going up 14, you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, I, I don't know. It was weird. I, I don't know what to say. But you got anything else for the show? No, that's it for me. All right. So as we stand in Wager Vision Money, Boomer is up $4,400 for the year. And Cameron is now minus 600 We need to get him back in the black. He's in the red, folks. We got a big week. Next got week, I'm spending. doing – <laughs> I'm doing nothing but ten team parlays next week. I got to hit some flyers. There you go. You're going to be just like Todd Furman. I'm locking in. He had an eight team parlay. Um, still two bets pending though of, of celebrity boxing and uh, Eagles to win the NFC East, which is looking very bad at this moment. But uh, follow us this weekend. Hopefully, we win some money. I'm sure if I'm drinking and being arrogant, I'll tweet it out like I did all last weekend. And that's all I got for you. So we'll see you in the future. Thanks for listening. See y'all.